0: Hey, welcome to the Win & Waves podcast. We are very excited to be rolling out this new service at windandwaves.com. And for our first episode, uh, we've got none other than Laird Hamilton as our guest. So Laird's going to talk to us about his recent hip surgery. Um, then we're going to get some thoughts on the El Nino winter season that just finished up. And then finally, he's going to talk to us about a specific board in his 2016 Laird Stand-Up Paddleboard lineup. So we're beyond excited to have Laird as our very first guest, and we hope you enjoy the show. Well, Laird, thanks a lot for taking the time to join us today. This is, uh, this is Russ Scully. We're in Burlington, Vermont. Um, we're, yeah. a, we're a very active retailer uh, of yours. We carry your, your line of Stand-Up Paddleboards. And... Um, and we got a chance to meet you last September and Surf Expo had a great time, you know, hearing from you and meeting you firsthand and hearing about uh, all the stuff that you had going on this year and last year. And anyway, that, that was that was a, a real pleasure for us. So appreciate you taking the time to do that in September. And then again, really appreciate you taking the time this morning to, to talk to us. So, um, hey, we- No, no problem. And um, I guess uh, we understand obviously most currently, um, Sounds like you're in the you're in the healing process from pretty major operation. Um, sounds like you just got out of hip replacement surgery, and um, we thought it might be interesting to hear kind of ha- what that experience was like. Um, I understand you were awake for that, and um, yes. yeah, maybe you could take us through sort of like what that whole process was like.
1: Well, I mean, you know, one thing for sure is is when you're going to go into any situation uh especially ones that are of you know of consequence it's always good to be in the hands of people that know what they're doing so um you know it's like I told the doctor I said if you want to go into some giant waves I'll take you out there but right now I'm in your hands and so I uh, we I, I you know we went in and uh both uh Gabby and myself uh were scheduled for surgery on on Monday morning um actually right just about now I was getting out a week ago so it's been 7 days and uh very very uh smooth. just really just like clockwork those the way they operate uh, this Dr. Pennenberg down there at uh, Cedar Cyanide in in uh in uh Hollywood and uh and we you know we I went in there and and I didn't really want to be put out because I was you know concerned about the the effect of being put out, that's one of the you know sometimes that's the thing that really is is the most taxing on the system. Um, and right. so I I I I opted not to. Um, the guy said they normally always give people some sort sort of you know something just to kind of you know ease their mind. I had some music um, a friend of mine uh, Rick Rubin uh, set me up with, and that was uh, kind of music to listen to before, during, and then after different types of music to help, uh, calm you. But, you know, during the operation, uh, I ended up taking my earphones off and I was talking to the anesthesiologist and kind of getting a, a, a little bit of a blow by blow about, you know, what, what he was doing at that point, what the doctor was doing. And then, and then obviously when he was, you know, drilling and pounding and, you know, moving around, moving me around, I could feel that and, and hear it and, and, uh, you know saw saw some of the x-rays they were shooting during the process to make sure um the all the hardware was lined up and and you know and so i uh and then I walked within an hour you know i wow i, uh, I, I called a couple of buddies up had a conversation with them during the operation uh <laughs> and and then and then uh you know and then and then walked right after that and then i came home that afternoon and i and i was you know um you know, the next, the next day I was in my car driving and, you know.
0: Wow. That is, around. that that's incredible. That, that's very impressive. I mean, so do, do most people walk out of a surgery like that? I mean, did they let you literally walk out of the hospital?
1: Uh, They don't let, they don't let you walk out of the hospital. You got to sit in a chair, but I'd already walked around enough at that point. I think it was, uh, it was okay to sit down because yeah. it was a long way from, uh, from the wing and I didn't need to put that kind of stress on it. I think they do, uh, uh, as soon as your anesthesia, um, as soon as your stuff wears down, they do, um, you know, with Gabby's and mine, they want you to move and and see how the the thing's working, you know, especially when you still have some of that anesthesia in you. I think that helps. I I, I walk, you know, I walk up uh, up and down a couple stairs uh, and everything, and then, you know, and then and then and then you have to go into the the, the healing mode and, and that whole thing, but. But yeah, I believe it's pretty, you know, pretty modern medicine to keep you moving. The more you move, the less right. intrusive it is. The less under you go, you know. All these things are factors in, in, you know, how quick your transition, uh, you know, how soon you'll, you'll get a, a, a control of your reconstruction. I would describe it as.
0: So, so was this like a, a degradation issue, or was this um, an injury, or was this? arthritic or or what what kind of led up to the need to go and have this done
1: well my my hip you know gabby's from volleyball and indoor volleyball at college and i mean you know hers has been neat bone on bone for more than 15 years and you know mine you know if you ask me which thing it was it was yes you know it was arthritic it was i have had injuries uh uh there um, i broke my left uh, leg and I blow, broke my left ankle probably six or seven times on my arch and all the metatarsals and so I right. carried the load of, of the left side uh, on the right side you know for surfing and and foiling and stand up and towing and snowboarding and uh, all these sports you know that the back leg happy yes. and the regular but my right leg is just all back leg and just grinding on that back leg and you know I'm, I'm you know it's kind of like one way or the other you know it's it, it's, uh, it's going to be the hip or the knee. And fortunately right. the hips actually, um, a, a much better, uh, joint to, to, repair. And, you know, I was, I was able to perform, you know, we had an incredible season this season and I had probably the most, uh, you know, I would say prolific season that I've had, um, in my career with a combination of the kind of surf we had and then just the way, you know, we're doing a lot of, of, uh, hydrofoil surfing. And so that, you know, I was able to get through that, um, you know, with with what was going on. But, you know, the atrophy and 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 the, and, the, and the continual pain, emotionally, I mean, just all those things start to kind of weigh on you uh, to the point where, you know, the longer you wait, the the worse it's going to end up be be, and you know, you're going to end up, you know, it'll be more trouble to recover from the atrophy and 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 some of the other loading uh, that's being caused from the injury than than you will from from getting the thing repaired so you know and the technology is at a point right now where these things are it's bionic I mean the type you know the components right. that are in there are incredible and uh... and you know I, I have uh, friends that are martial artists that, that they never kicked like that since they got that you know since they got that fix and and you know triathlon guys that said they you know they haven't run like that since they were 18 And you know, tennis players, and I mean, just every, all these different things. So um, we're really in the time of being able to take advantage of that. And, and, and again, not let let that chronic kind of debilitation just wear on your psyche, but also just undermine your, you know, your fitness.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, from hip surgery to hip replacement surgery, and versus all the other things that can go wrong with your legs, right, it seems like there's a high success rate and a and a really rapid recovery rate for Hip surgery in particular. And, and I got to imagine that, so you, I got to imagine that you scheduled this, right, so that it would fall at the end of the winter season. And, um, you know, did any of that timing, did this year's winter season, especially with the El Nino and so forth, did, that, did you have any kind of challenges with trying to figure out when you wanted to do this and making sure that your hip was going to be good for this, this, big, this big winter that we were all predicting to be kind of heavier than normal?
1: Well honestly I mean you're exactly right we scheduled it purposely right at the end of the season uh and and I was able to get through the season but you know I got a pretty incredible protocol for kind of dealing with uh with my hip and and you know I spend more you know a a good portion of my time when I'm not able to you know when I'm not in the water doing that stuff just uh, you know allowing my body to recover so I can do it again the next day kind of thing but um but yeah, the timing was perfect. I was able to get through the season uh most successfully uh, i would I would add to that and 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 uh and, and and you know and 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 then and then now I have you know now I have this entire summer, which is normally when I prepare myself for the next season anyway to right. to uh rock and roll so it's yeah it's it's uh you know and Gabby wanted to piggyback hers with mine. she felt I would be a good person to you know. To, to use to help her get, you know, because we're going to be both in the same kind of, you know, drinking bone marrow and turmeric <laughs> you know, doing, doing hyperbaric chambers and, you know, uh, and, and muscle stem and biochargers. I mean, we're, so all that stuff, we're kind of, you know, uh, we're in it together, uh, which, which is kind of nice. It, it's actually great. I mean, it, the only thing, it was a little tough the first week because, you know, I was kind of in a <laughs> position to help her and she probably could have used my right. help a little bit. Um, I could barely help
0: myself, but, uh, <laughs> Well, uh, I gotta say, I think yeah. it, it sounds like one of the most romantic things I could possibly imagine is having hip replacement surgery with your spouse. And I think it's, it's really, really special and really unique and says a lot about the two of you and how kind of special and, and how special both of you are and, and, and the idea that you're both willing to, to undergo this together and to your point, right. So neither one of you can really. Fully support yeah. the other one during <laughs> t- during the recovery stage, but being the super athletes that you are, I'm sure you know one leg is is plenty to get around and and do whatever you need to do in, in the process of healing. So um, that's that's really neat. So was it Gabby's right hip as well? Was it the same hip? Do you guys get a two yeah. for one deal Gabby. or any kind of discount?
1: <laughs> well, uh, I wish but no, we're, <laughs> no, we're we're we're. we're I mean, you know, you, the two for one kind of comes after with all of the, you know, with all of the, the stuff that that we will use. You know, that's when you kind of benefit because it's like we're both kind of on the same, you know, hey, we need the ice. Hey, we need the game ready. Hey, we need the thing. Hey, we need the stuff. Right. So you know, it's all we're all kind of piggyback. We're piggybacking with all of that, all of that, uh, you know, the, all the reconstruction tools are getting used twice, which is which is which is great. It just makes it it makes it uh, makes for a really productive environment and and. Uh, you know and i mean listen it was just to, to add to the whole thing I, you know we we had had a a big flood in our house when we were gone and we had all this so we were like uh you know our house is in full construction and and uh oh, no. we're in pre-construction so it was like a it's pretty it's pretty funny i think we're going to look i i said we're going to look back on this time and we're going to we're going to call it the drop cloth <laughs> so <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, construction and damage and all that stuff is no fun. And particularly when you're hobbling around and trying to avoid tripping over things, I can't imagine having all that stuff scattered all over the house. That makes it any easier, but yeah. Well, Not great. much
1: you can do about it. Submit, you know, maybe it was better that we were, that I was in the, that mode. Cause then I was just, I just gave in instead of just being, otherwise I would have been all over trying to do everything, but you know, you kind of have to, you know, and I think that's one thing that I've learned in all the years of just going, you know, that that process of being being injured and, and, and then recovering and the psychology behind that and the work ethic it takes and all of those things. I think, you know, you hate to say it, but, you know, you get good at it. There's an art to it. When huh. you're young, you know, you wonder if you're going to, you know, be the same and I'm going to be able to do the same things and all those things that run through your head. But at this point, you know you will. You know, you know, if anything, you could actually come out strong. I mean, if anything, you're going to be stronger than you were, uh, you know, more flexible, more focused, more appreciative, you know, all of those things. So we use that as a, you know, we just, we're using this as a tool to kind of uplift, you know, our, our, our spirit.
0: Well, you've certainly had a lot of practice at healing, that's for sure. And so, I mean, there's the physical healing part and then there's the the sort of psychological part of it and right, just making sure that you're sort of staying positive through the whole process of getting better and, and understanding sort of the the opportunity costs, right, of being injured where you're out of the water for a period of time and, you know, potentially missing some stuff that you, you, you'd you rather not miss. And the nice thing about this yeah. is it sounds like it was pretty scheduled. And, and as you said, you know, you've been through, you know, healing processes so many times now that I got to think there's no one better at this than you are in terms of staying positive and knowing, knowing what's involved and knowing what to eat, know what to drink and how to treat your body to make sure you heal strong and heal quickly and, and get back out there as soon as possible.
1: Well, I, you know, you hate to, you hate to think you're good at, you know, getting hurt and getting better, but, but you just, you know, I think mean, that's, that's just a fact. And 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 you know and 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 listen it it's uh you you the sooner you do that the better because there you, there's no you know it's a little bit like death getting hurt is part of life and 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 there's no way around it so you might as well embrace it and get and get good at the technique of it and you know honestly my my injuries and these things have you know a lot of the reason why I've done the things I've done and I am the way I am is because of it you know I I broke my leg at one point when I was 16 and. I remember how how stressful that was for me, and I rebroke broke it, and it really, you know, I I had to abstain and look at the things I was missing, and it created a kind of an internal fire in me that I think I might not have quite right. had that same zest, and, and and I know that you know it's like uh, fortunately this coming off this season, it was I mean we had like I said such incredible uh, riding that you know. I'm good, I'd be good even if i was if I was good, and I am good, so but uh, you know I I'd go I'd be, listen I'd sit and watch swell after Swell go by and just wave and tell every you know I got people oh well the swell and this and that, and I'm like, I go, yes you, you, you just don't understand, I'm good, like you don't you don't, finish, you don't you know you don't finish the Super Bowl and then start the preseason I mean you know it's just it's like you know you finish the Super Bowl then you go get the lounge chair. And you stick it by the pool and you know you lean back and and reflect and and so I, it's a great that's a great actually position to be in given uh you know what i'm what i'm doing it's almost the perfect mindset for it and uh and so um yeah it's, it's, and,
0: it's yeah and it comes with a territory i think everybody understands it comes with the territory and there's obviously those risks and so forth so but we also we yeah. want to talk a little bit also about your past winter and maybe you can give us some of the highlights of um, you know, obviously some of the swells that you saw and kind of, I mean, everyone was excited about this being, you know, an El Nino season, obviously. Um, yeah. And I, and I I believe you were probably on Kauai for a good chunk of it. Um, yeah. yeah. Maybe you can give us some of the highlights of some of the stuff that you did this winter and some of the waves you saw, some of the places you visited and kind of what the most memorable kind of trips were?
1: Well, you know, we were, it was, a, it was an extremely prolific winter and, 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 you know, not the, the biggest, biggest that we've had. I mean, if you look at the, if at the, you know, at all of these swells, I think none of the buoy readings were really over 18 seconds. I mean, we didn't have swells that had 21, 22, 23 second intervals sustained during the swell. So. Um, as much as we'd like to say oh this is the biggest one ever you know but but we had some incredible conditions I mean I, I I mean these you know we had days where there just was not a drop of wind not a drop of water out of place I mean that's the thing that really makes it you know unique is when you have the kind of conditions that allow you to kind of go anywhere you want because the, the you know the wind and the current and all these things aren't affecting it and you know that's one thing people don't realize. If you can have a giant swell, but if the if the conditions are 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 uh, you know destroyed, then the thing's shot. And so, um, you know, we, we had these incredible conditions, and you know, I, I I definitely saw some of the some of the you know biggest walls uh, of surf that I've seen. Uh, you know, other than you know riding uh, stand up paddle guns, um, the you know the the main focus for us is you know is this is this hydrofoil surfing and and you know where we're riding waves uh, way out in the ocean um, and starting you know where before they break and then riding them through past where they break and you know and 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 i'm in the process of uh, well i'm not in the process but there there's a group a production company in the process of producing a, a film that, uh that I'm involved in and so we were able to to capture a lot of uh, of the of the riding that we that we've done and and uh you know the the, the waves that we rode the things that we did on the waves I mean it, it, it's just I've never you know at this point in my in my you know evolution to be able to say you know I did things I've never done and 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 that I feel like I'm at the highest uh Place in my in my evolution as a as a wave rider and a surfer is it's just it's just amazing it's just you know it's it's, it's hard to it's really hard to believe i I pinched myself uh, <laughs> when it happens but it's it, it, it's true and and uh it's awesome it, it's pretty awesome um hey Laird this is Kevin um, sitting here with Russ and you know we met in September this year um, I had the privilege to meet you so that was awesome but um is this part of the project you were discussing then? Um, there was a wave you were talking about in the middle of the Atlantic that you wanted to go surf and um, just was wondering if you had the opportunity to do that. You know what? I didn't. I, I didn't move because we were just in such, I mean, you know, the Atlantic was a little sporadic uh, this season that El Nino is, you know, the, the North Pacific, It's it's kind of like it's, you know, I, I, I describe myself as the alchemist, you know, where I, I go and search the world only to find that the treasure was in my backyard. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I, I mean, you know, people don't realize uh, at the end of the day that, that, you know, or they do. I mean, but the fact is that, you know, th- there's a reason why surfing was created in Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> and it might be because it might be one of the, you know, single greatest places to to, to surf when you combine the, you know, location, the kind of conditions, and the consistency, you know, and the variety. So when you talk about the variety of waves, the location, and the consistency, I mean, we just, when it does it, it just, there's nowhere to go, and, you know, flying, I mean, right now, we still have those goals about searching for these waves, I mean, because of what the foils are allowing us to do, we're really starting to try to search for places that can really... Kind of express what the foils and, and and showcase what the foils are capable of doing because the foil can ride a wave in a way that no other instrument has ever been able to ride a wave that we know of. And so to showcase that, you're going to need to find that that spot. And, you know, it's not like people, will, well, why don't you go to Chopu? And I'm like, well, because <laughs> Chopu's not a foiling wave. You could foil it. But, 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 but you know, foiling is. You know, a, a half a turn on a foil is—that's the whole length of the ride at Chopo. So, it, it, you know, it, it it would defeat the purpose. And and you know, and we and and there's things for riding chopu. There's there's you know, and and you and we do that already. And for and and those are perfect for that that spot. But this other thing is, you know, it's 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 in the it's in the it's in out in the blues. You know, it's out out in the in the mist and and we're alone and. It's just us, and it's you know, and it's the thing that you seek out that in surfing that that uh you know that that we you know that we 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 only dream about and that you always want i mean and, and it's and becoming harder to find given you know just that many more people and, and right of and, course you know, and that more exposure and all that stuff but
0: can you can you take us through speaking of the foils, can you take us through a little bit of the Equipment, because obviously one of the big, well, what seems to be one of the big challenges is, you know, obviously release mechanisms and things like that to release the rider from the board. And then it looks like you guys are still using, it looks like snowboard boots, Um, wondering, you know, how restrictive or unrestrictive snowboard boots are relative to, you know, surfing bare feet with nothing on, you know, from the waist down or you know from the knees down I mean and it, and it and it also seems like in a, in a big heavy wipeout situation you know where you're going over the falls you're 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 really hung up in in whitewater you're getting you getting driven deep underwater with with a foil board kind of attached to you you know i, I got to think that that's going to provide or it's going to produce a lot of force and a lot of torque that um has got to be, you know, something to be considered, right? And when you're trying to think about the binding systems or release systems, if there are any, or just what goes through your head, you know, in terms of having this, this huge board and this huge underwater fin strapped to you.
1: Okay. Well, first of all, I will describe foiling as the safest, most dangerous sport <laughs> in surfing. So it, it's exactly that. The safest, most dangerous sport. Uh, you know, in in the ocean, and are uh, our, 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 in surfing, in 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 wave, in a as far as a wave riding discipline. I mean, when we approach riding waves on the foil, we approach it like we did initially when we started towing in with no flotation devices on waves that were much larger than anybody had ever been hit by, and you just don't make mistakes. And so, uh, first of all. That's how we approach it. We go don't make mistakes. Like when I say I had a great season, I think I had, uh, I think I had one, two, two wipeouts, maybe three, the entire season. Um, Yeah, but you're Laird Hamilton. I had a a couple crashes. I had a couple um, open face crashes. um, You know, at 50 miles an hour, face slapper, which you know, which in its own thing can be. Um, a body you know that can create damage and issues uh, other than getting hit by the wave uh my partner terry chun got hit by a wave this season and got blown out of his boots um it blew the bindings wide open i mean we 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 use snowboard boots and bindings because it's really only system available without reinventing the wheel that's out there that really allows All right. us the control that we need at the speeds that we're at and and uh you know huge liability first of all just being in boots alone if you get pitched over the falls because the surface area is increased a good chance blow your knee out blow your being on a board and being pitched over the falls it's not good it's not something you want to do now (laughs) what happens is it just means that you know you have to decide where you're going to put yourself on the wave and you know and we we operate more conservatively because of the liability of it um you know, and, and but yet we do we'll bite off more than we can chew and position ourselves, you know, behind a huge peak and, and have to come around in front of it and with the mindset that you just can't fall. That you'll come around in front of something, you'll hear it just you know, mm-hmm. you'll hear the stampede of the horses right at your at your heels and you just have to not make a mistake. You, you can't aerate, you can't cavitate, you can't you know, and so that really accentuates the thrill. I mean, which is <laughs> kind of one of the, you know, one of the unique byproducts. Right, right. We don't need to have the waves be 50 foot faces every time we go out to get some excitement. We can do it. You know, we can get excited with a lot less wave because of the higher risk of the of the of the stuff. You know, we. We, we strap we, we, we have a quick connect between the two ratchets on the on the bindings so we can actually be flying along and reach down and pop the bindings off and dive off.
2: Okay.
1: Um, don't do that normally. That's because the, if you hit the board or the board hits you, that might be worse than you getting
2: you know ripped <laughs> in
1: half or bent in half. Um, you know, all these are serious. You know serious part so we were double double flotation devices because obviously when you have boots on you don't have your feet to swim I mean you know a, you know a couple we had a couple of incidents where you kick out of a wave and there's a giant one behind you have to just release out of your bindings and then get rolled with your boots and then you know come to the surface and uh, so it's all of that wow. stuff is magnified and accentuated you know it's all uh
0: more extreme. Yeah, and you guys have been doing this for well, you in particular have been doing this for for a long time now. And it sounds like the evolution is continuing in terms of boards, foils, foil masts, bindings, boots, and just your level of experience and comfort right yeah. and technique, just getting more and more waves literally under your belt to the point where you guys are so yeah. confident and so experienced that you can go out on a big day and know that there's no room for any kind of mistakes here. And you're confident enough to know that you're, you're not going to make a mistake. And I mean, that, that's obviously incredibly impressive and bold and courageous beyond words. Um, but I mean, in, term, in, in terms of the time on the water and the different kind of watercraft and tools and toys that you play with, I mean, would you say you're pretty focused on, continuing to see and tap into the, the talents and capabilities of the foil board at this point?
1: Well, it you know, it just is so, it's, it's the, you know, it, so much trickles down from it because it's the apex, right? So at the very top of everything is, is foiling. And then you'll see it in kiting. You see it in, um, you right. know, you see it in, you see it in boats, you see it in yachting. You see it in um, you know, just you you see it and you're and, right. and you and it, and it and it's because it is. So, you know, all those understandings of all those shapes and, and how they act, I mean that just goes right into, you know, fins and rails and rockers and I mean it just all it all feeds into the hole, but the apex is foiling and so you know, it's Spoiling itself is a very elaborate process. I mean, it's it, it, and, and when the skills you need and the location you need and all the pieces you need to really pursue it, I mean, that's what makes, uh, first of all, what we're doing so not well, it's special to us. Yeah, but it's also very, I mean, the volume of writing. Like I can't even get into, you know, I, I was trying to calculate because we 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 kind of take some tallies. We have some uh, you know some Garmin uh, Garmin equipment right. that you use to you know take up how the speeds and the distances and the thing. Right. And, you know when you get done with a season like we've gotten done, you might have ridden as much wave like wave riding energy, let go and fly, as the average surfer. Some of them in their lifetime. I mean, and then other <laughs> right. ones in you know in in a twenty year period. I mean. You know, the volume, uh, which, you know, like it or not, volume uh, leads to refinement and expertise. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, there's not a a mathematician (laughs) alive in the world that won't tell you that, you know.
0: Yeah. And I I, honestly, I feel like stand-up paddle surfing kind of kind of bridge that a little bit between surfing and stand-up paddle surfing. I mean, more waves, longer rides, more time—literally riding a wave—is just going to give you, you know, that much more experience per hour of water time of wave riding, Absolutely. right? And so it's well. How- listen, first of all,
1: yeah. I mean, stand-up paddling—the the, the number one thing it gives you more time at, at the as at, at, at the pinnacle is standing. You're up <laughs> at the end of the day. You're up on your feet, so the 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 leg strength and the leg the leg ability. What the legs can do and the board control that the legs gain by being in that position,
2: right. unsurpassed.
1: You can't touch that as a surfer. I mean, that's why there's not a surfer alive that w- what, doesn't benefit from stand-up. You, you go spend hours and hours standing and paddling and turning and manipulating that board and having all those stabilizing muscles and all that stuff. Of you know, evolve. I mean, you get on a short board and you just—it's a toy. <laughs> yeah, or you get on a you can get on a gun, or you can get on anything, because your board control is, is 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 so refined from the volume.
0: Yeah, and I've I've talked to people, um, you know, about transitioning. So in, in the kiting world, right? So transitioning to a, a foil on a kite, what I've heard from people is that it really teaches you, kind of, it, it improves your balance to the point where. Going back and riding a, a regular board just becomes so much more refined, right? But because the, light the, light the light level light of tolerance, right? The tolerance on yeah. a foil board, right? Based on every inch of where your foot may be, or where your heel pressure is, or or just the fulcrum of of your of your balance between your legs and where your center of gravity is, and everything. The, the tolerance is so much lower on a foil board that Essentially, when you go, if, you know, once you kind of master the, the foot placement and balance and wave riding or just board riding on a foil and you go back to a board, it's night and day.
1: Well, listen, when you go back on the board, the board is a sidewalk. I mean, at the end of the day, you go back there and you just, you can't knock me off. You're already off. I mean, it's, it's so, you know, when I, if you want to, you know, it's, so I try to describe to people what foil surfing is. And I said, in a, on a giant wave, foil surfing is like doing downhill on a unicycle. So, believe me, <laughs> if you can do downhill, uh, if, if you can do if you can do downhill on a unicycle, try get on a bicycle. That'll be like, I mean, <laughs> get on a mountain bike and go down. You'll be like, yeah, I got two tires now. I mean, you know, it's stable. So, it, and it really has that effect. I mean, that's that is literally, it again. It's just math. I mean, everybody can talk about this and say all this stuff. But when you really just look at the simple math equation of things, it's like the foils are so sensitive that it forces you into a refinement that you really can't compare until you are on that, you know, mm-hmm. equipment. Until you get to that, and then you go back to these other things that have bigger areas and more stability, and and they and they and they first of all you it's hard to even relate to go hey you can't even compare you're like now they're not even stable they're just like you can't get knocked off I mean it (laughs) just has that kind of you know I mean it's still always a transition getting onto a different instrument the refinement of riding that instrument the nuances of the the muscles of those things and all that but um, but yeah so that's I mean obviously I'm not passionate about it you seem to be asking all the right questions about um, you know to get me excited but You better let me eat here pretty soon. (laughs) Um, We won't keep you too much longer, bud. But um, I I want to talk a little bit about the design of the serrator, if you could. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so uh, serrated serrated, uh, edges or serrated uh, edges, serrations in general have been around. We've been looking at that stuff. With, uh, you know, obviously with humpback whales and, you know, um, and in yachting and all these different places. Uh, we know it's more efficient. We know all the benefits. Um, very little drawbacks, Very a lot of positive uh, benefits. So I, I went snowboarding, got on a magnet traction, went down the hill about four times and went, holy shit, this right. is everything I knew it was going to be. I came straight home, I built a prototype. The prototype was uh, the prototype was uh, uh, the first board was incredible, like like ridiculous. I mean, it was just very first board, very first time, unbelievable. Did a turn and went. I haven't done really a turn quite like that ever. (laughs) Uh,
2: Definitely
1: definitely not on a stand up. uh, Maybe on a uh, you know a 15 inch wide towing board or something but um, <laughs> and so I immediately went into you know went into a little bit of prototyping and 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 realized that you know I got to come out with a production board uh, immediately because it's just something that that everybody can benefit uh, from and so that's where that serrator concept came from and and uh, you know, it's so funny because, you know, people are so always such skeptics, right? Oh, well, what is that? And, you, know, that was, you know, is it novelty? Is it this? Is it that?
2: Right, right. So
1: right. go ahead us try it. If you don't like it, don't ride it. I mean, and, and you know <laughs> right. that? I mean, obviously, production serrator is really, uh, you know, that board is designed for the masses. I mean, that's how I make that board. I don't make it for, you know, ripper shredder, la- you know, Maui, uh, that can tear, you know, rides a seven-foot board. I make it for people that are stand-up paddlers that are, le- are learning how to stand-up paddling and, they're, and they become surfers and, you know, and, and also in the average condition they're going to ride it in. Now, if I'm going to go stand-up paddle at Chopo, I probably wouldn't ride that board because it's a little wide. And, you know, I tried to make that board as stable and, and user-friendly and all those things that a stand-up paddle board's supposed to be before we get too specialized, and so that's what that board, you know, and and guys transitioning off of, you know, bigger boards with more parallel outlines that want something that turns more like a sports car and isn't a truck, you know, and so, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and uh, and that's what that board is, and that's what that board's been, and you know, I, I mean, out of every thousand people that have told me it's the best board they ever rode, I get two, three guys, you know, I've had yeah. one guy. All that stuff. <laughs> hey, hate- <What> haters. Wave, <laughs> yeah, what what, what fins, what wave, what this, you know? I asked him, what do you normally ride, da da da, and then I got to the end of it, and I realized that he was going to not like it before he wrote it anyway. So, uh, <laughs>
0: uh-huh. but. Yeah, some, some but people that's are. Death,
1: but, yeah, so
0: go ahead. Oh, sorry. Some people are just, you know, perpetually dissatisfied anyway, you know, and haters are going to hate, but it's this thing is an eye catcher for sure and it's very sort of you know it's very literally innovative and you're you're right i mean there's it's interesting to hear that there's um you know representation from snowboarding from other board sports where you know like with snowboarding we started to see some of these like serrated edges you know and and getting away from um you know the the different rocker lines and similar shapes and cuts yeah. from snowboards and, and the idea of laying down the rail of a board and getting more performance out of a turn. And, you know, especially yeah. for, you know, intermediate, you know, or your average Joe riders, who are going to have a better, uh, more kind of fulfilling experience, yeah. right. From, from a, simple, Absolutely. from a simple turn, whether it's a top turn, bottom turn, whatever it may be. And um, you know, this, this is, I, I know when we first saw it, we were, we were blown away and, and we thought that this is it's exciting to see, you know, somebody doing something, you know, a little more innovative um, and having, you know, and really, you know, because it's, it's also a little risky. It's a production board, you know, you're putting it out there yeah. and um, it obviously looks different than a lot of other stuff. And intuitively, you know, most people who yeah. probably don't understand anything about hydrodynamics are going to look at that and just try to figure out how it even works. but. it's it's great to see you guys doing that it's very innovative and um i don't know we're 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 excited about it
1: well listen on you know i mean my the proof that i believe was the commitment that i would do it because i wouldn't i'm not going to go make a production board unless i know that it's going to really be special right and so and the fact is is that when you understand first of all you know i told the easiest way i tell people i go listen Imagine you take your hand and you put your hand in the in the in the, in the in, 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 against the wall and you put the side of your hand, the big long part of your hand against, not the flat part, but the edge of your hand against the wall. And then you try to pull yourself. I go now turn around and put your fingers and try to pull. I go. The serrator has more pounds per square inch on each one of those tips, so
2: huh, it has right, the ability right. to
1: allow itself to ride higher in the face and hold in without popping out. And so. And less wetted surface because it's only touching on those points, and then there's water between, on in the in the low spots that fill in, and water against water is less friction. I mean, listen, you can just go through. I mean, but the bottom line is, you can do a serrated rail, but if your rocker sucks, your outline sucks, right? Your thick flow sucks, then the board's gonna suck. So there's all you know, board design. There's so much to board design, and. You know, there's so much, and there's so much refinement, and it's been around so long. It's really difficult to do anything kind of unusual and new. It's very, it's a tricky thing to, to, uh, you know, it's easier to stay, you know, in in what we know. Um, but but at the end, we we do have to keep evolving. I mean, we're forced into keep absolutely to, because because stuff there is better stuff. I mean, by the way, it's like there's there 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 is better designs. There are better shapes. And uh, I mean, listen, airplane wings would be better off with those leading edges serrated, and so would helicopters. <laughs> but the fact is, is it's it's, it's cost prohibitive. So if you said to the, air, you know, Boeing, hey, make me, you know, fifty of these Boeing seven fifty sevens with the serrated leading edge, you'd be like, yeah, sure, pro- no problem. That'll be an extra, you know, twenty million a plane. I mean, so it's it, it you know, it, it, the fact is, a lot of the a lot of design features in general it's a little bit like paddle you know between it's also material so I mean stand-up paddling wouldn't nearly be quite as great the sport as it is without carbon so carbon really has helped stand up because we have these light paddles that are nice and stiff and you know we could have like pieces of tree and paddle with a two by six and you know you and me and a couple other guys with a forearm could do it but that would be it you wouldn't see the kind of mass (laughs) you know the, the mass appeal and that and i think that's true with you know with all these sports at the end of the day you know it's like hydrofoil surfing and giant waves that's a specialized sport there's three of us going to do it santa paddling on, on a nice soft top in the middle of a lake i mean that's there's millions of people for that. that's everybody you know
0: I mean? yeah yeah so, no i get that and then there's it's a difference between obviously production equipment and highly highly custom stuff and you know there's yeah. It's exactly,
1: just... and, and all the and all the radical guys, they already have custom stuff. and They want stuff for free anyway. They're like, <laughs> to, you know. and even though, even though, but yeah. even though I have some custom boards coming out that you know, like in, here in Malibu, um, at one of the shops that carries my boards at Becker, these guys, you know, my buddies that run that shop, both of them want the new uh, production surfer. They saw the production surfer and they went, oh, okay, fantastic, that's that. great. So, so, yeah. so we try to refine the stuff. We want to make it. You know, I still believe that you can make, you know, I think people sometimes realize that thicker is not better and that sometimes thinner is a little better because lower center of gravity, board sits in the water, actually more stable than a board that's above and kind of quirky. I mean, there's just all these little nuances that, you know, growing up around guys that were board builders since the 60s. I mean, I've been in board, around board <laughs> building, you know, for, for yeah. literally 50 years when I was three years old. I fell into a, uh, you know, a 55-gallon drum of polyester resin. And so, you know, <laughs> resin and I have a really kind of a close you know?
0: <laughs> That's not fun. That's Entombed good. in resin, I'm still picturing that. Yeah, that's not good. And that's not going to be good for your appetite, too. I know you're hungry, so don't well, start thinking acetone, about that. Well,
1: that led to an, episode, uh, an acetone bath that all the glasses were extremely pissed off because normally they recycle that stuff, and they only use the fresh, fresh stuff for certain things. I had to use a gallon or
0: two to get that stuff off of me. So. <laughs> that is a mess. All right, well that he- explains
1: a lot, and that, and that explains a lot, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it explains even more if you went back into the resin bath a, a second time, but I imagine that was probably one and only, one and done. So that's
1: right, exactly.
0: Hey, well, uh, I'm gonna let you go, there because I, I want to make sure you get something to eat. But yeah. hey, I really, yeah, again, thank you. we that's really, we really appreciate you taking the time today to do this, and looking forward to seeing you healing fast and feeling better. And um, again, I think it's really great that you and Gabby are doing that together. So just try not to be too competitive about who's going to heal first or who's like healing faster. um, Try to, you know, try to suppress those. She set
1: it up. So I'm in front no matter what. what,
0: (laughs) She, she probably knows you better than any, anyone. So that's probably a smart move on her her part.
1: Better than I know myself. probably.
0: All right. Well, thanks again for taking the time. Yeah. It's really a treat for us. Real pleasure. So um, hope to well, talk I, to you again I soon.
1: Appreciate, I appreciate it, and I, and I, you know, and, and thank you uh, for uh, just appreciating, you know, all the stuff that we're trying to continue to do, and and uh, it's it's it'll be exciting. I think you guys are going to enjoy this film. It's supposed to be uh, uh, they're supposed to premiere it at Sundance, so we'll see how that goes. But
0: great, um, that'll be exciting. Be, uh, Looking forward to if, seeing if, that. If any,
1: if, if anything, just amusing at
0: least. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure it'll be great.
1: Okay. All right. I'll well, see you guys later.
0: All right. Bye. Take care.
1: Bye Aloha.
2: Aloha. Aloha. Aloha.